Greetings! Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and I'm your host for these Bible study podcasts. Today, we are continuing with our studies on the key principles of Bible study. There is a booklet of this title which can be downloaded from our podcast page at biblestudy.asbzone.com. Our primary Bible verse for this series, and indeed for the podcast, is 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Most people know that Bible study is essential to the Christian experience, and many people realize that without prayer, Bible study is futile and unproductive. But there are other principles that the scriptures teach us besides these, and not all of them are well known or well understood. Our goal in this broadcast is to present these principles for your review and study so that you will have a richer and more complete experience in your personal devotions, leading you to become just like the noble Bereans of Acts 17, verses 10 through 12. Before we begin our study today, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of Bible study. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we invite your Spirit to be with us, to give us wisdom and understanding that we will rightly divide your words of truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. As our custom is, we will be reading all of our verses from the King James Version of the Bible. And our topic for this episode is Study Topics from the Beginning. Once we understand that the Bible is a complete collection of instruction from God, as we saw in our last episode, this next principle can be properly appreciated. It is also known as the Law of of first mention. The law of first mention. When studying any topic in the scriptures, it is important to begin that study at the very first place the topic is mentioned in the scriptures, and then go from there. Often, but not always, the first few references provide the most detail on the topic in question, or they provide some other key aspect that needs to be considered. But even when the first reference is not the most detailed one, it will provide facts and information that are vital and foundational to a thorough and proper understanding of the topic in question. Missing early references on a topic will almost certainly lead to incomplete or outright erroneous conclusions for that study. For example, it is because this principle is quite often violated that so many people are totally unaware that a discussion of grace should begin in Genesis, either in Genesis 3, where grace is first expressed as a concept, or in Genesis 6, where the word grace is first explicitly mentioned. Many such other examples could be provided, such as the topic of righteousness by faith, first referenced in Genesis 15.6. It might seem redundant to have to emphasize the need to begin at the beginning, but this is one of the most overlooked principles of Bible study, and the correct habit should be introduced to all Bible students as soon as possible. Let's go through some verses which emphasize this for us. Psalm 119, verse 160 
says, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Okay? This principle also is, it's really focused on time, meaning from the beginning of time, but it still applies here. Jeremiah 6, 16 and 17 says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest to your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. This verse is important because it, the reference to the old way and the old path, again, show that God is foundational, as we studied in the previous um, episode, Bible is a Complete Collection, we realize that God builds. The information that he laid out, he built upon it as a, as a workman. And, and so going back to the beginning, going back to the foundation, looking for the old paths, the good way, these are all similar concepts. These are all synonymous concepts. And we have to be careful that we don't leap into a building metaphorically on the third floor, ignoring what has come before and expecting to understand fully from there on out. Uh, the example we used earlier about grace. A lot of people, when studying grace, start in the New Testament. There's a ton of grace that they leave out and a lack of understanding of grace that they leave out when they start that way. And it results in a very skewed perspective of the Bible and and how grace and faith work when you start in in the New Testament. Or, or, you know, this is true for things in the Old Testament where you start somewhere other than the beginning, right? It's not only Old Testament versus New Testament where this can manifest itself, but that's probably one of the best places where you will see it. Luke 24, 25 through 28. Then he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, to the brethren on the road to Emmaus. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. Okay? So here we see, again, when Jesus corrects their understanding, where does he start? At the beginning, starting at Moses and all the prophets. He gave them the complete view on who Christ was. And, and which tells you their problem was that they had an incomplete view. They had their view of Christ focused on what we know to be elements of the second coming, right? Coming as a conquering king, that this is what they were looking for. But they ignored the first part of his coming, which was vital to the second part happening. Matthew 19, 7 and 8 says, They say unto him, right? These are scribes and Pharisees. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a, a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. Okay? And then he goes on to quote 
Genesis. So again, here's Jesus in an example with the the Pharisees explaining to them that the principles of God's kingdom were established at the beginning. Just because you guys were stubborn and your forefathers are stubborn and the Lord, rather than smiting them, allowed them to, to proceed in ways that were less than ideal, Jesus is saying that's not the plan though. That's not, ultimately, you've got to get to the plan. You may take a little while because you're slow and hard-headed, but you've got to get to the plan because the, the bar is not simply going to be lowered to let you in. Okay, Second Peter 1, 21 says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Okay, what is this referencing? The the things written in the Old Testament, the things written beforehand, are not to be discarded. They are every bit the word of God as the newer things. And so, and they are there for a reason. One of the things people forget is that the New Testament church, the, the apostolic church, the new Christian church, had the Old Testament as the Bible. Okay? The earliest writings of the New Testament are some 30 years, right, 25 to 30 years after the ascension of Christ. So if the New Testament believers were waiting for a New Testament Bible before they could grow and and be encouraged and strengthened spiritually, they would have had two decades of nothing because there was no writing from the, the, the obviously the apostles went by and taught and what have you, but the, the writing the Gospels and the Epistles, these are all written decades after Christ had ascended. In the meantime, when they're busy saying things like all scriptures given by inspiration of God, they're talking about the Old Testament because that's what is the Bible at that point, right? They are only then beginning to add to it. So a lot of times you'll find people who will say things like, Oh, you know, the Old Testament was for the Jews, the New Testament's for the Christians, but then that means that the Christians didn't have anything for a decade or more, for more than a decade, right? For two decades or more. That's, that's never in the will of God. That, that's never how God works. To have his people in a critical place where they need growth, where everything, where, where they are not living by bread alone, but by everything that proceeds from the mouth of God and nothing is proceeding from the mouth of God. That would be silly. So again, and we'll, we will discuss this a little bit more in depth, but prophecy came in old time, not by the will of men, but by the Holy Ghost who inspired those men. First John 2, 7 says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. So again, the beginning is important. The beginning doesn't go away. It doesn't lose its importance as you move on. The foundation, Genesis 1, is what we're going back to. If you look at Revelation 21 and 22, you'll notice that they bear a great deal of similarity to Genesis 1 and 2. Okay, Because that was what God created, ideally. And had man not sinned, we were not going to deviate from that original creation. We have this idea that every, that things become old and obsolete and they need to be new and revitalized. 
but it's only when they go bad that they need to be changed. Things that are good and perfect don't need any change to them. And it is the old way, the old paths. When you're studying the Word of God, make sure that you start your study in the beginning and you move from there and make sure that you study everything about the topic. If, imagine that you're searching for something, you know, you're, you're doing a treasure hunt or something like that, and there are 12 clues, and you decide, well, 10 is a lot of clues, so I'm just going to focus on 10. It's entirely possible that you'll be missing two clues that are vital and will lead you uh, in a path that's not good, right? Not because the clues are bad, but because they're incomplete. It's 12 clues you need, not 10. And if you don't, um, if you study the Word of God in that same way, where you decide, ah, you know what? I'm looking up faith, and there are a lot of verses here. Let me just read these first eight. You know, that should be good. Um, oh, it'll be good, but it won't necessarily be enough. As we discussed previously, everything that God has for us is not just lined up under the letter or whatever, right? It's not, you don't just go all to one book or to one passage or to one section of the Bible and pick up all of, of all the information on a given topic. It's, it's uh, sprinkled throughout the word of God. And there, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of good reasons for that um, that we will we will dig into in a later study. Okay, so again, it might seem redundant to have to emphasize the need to begin at the beginning, but this is one of the most overlooked principles of Bible study, and the correct habit should be introduced to all Bible students as soon as possible. Thanks for taking this time to study with us today. We encourage you to prayerfully review the booklet in conjunction with this recording. Let's close our study with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that we have the privilege of studying your word. We thank you that you have embedded principles within your word that make it possible for us to rightly divide it and to understand it correctly. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Cleanse us. Help us to approach Bible study in a very um, sanctified way. Help us to take it seriously. And please bless us as we do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening in. And if you have any questions, be sure to send them to BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com, and we will do our best, by God's grace, to provide you with biblical answers to those questions. And if you are finding these studies to be a blessing, please let us know and share them with others. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you study His Word.